mind decides and, and the brain is more the, seems like the mind is something that isn't physical, the brain is something that appears to be physical, and the consciousness is, you know, that still is, maybe they're just words, but Okay, the, uh, we, the question was to, if I could bring a little more clarity to, to the relationship between the brain, which is obviously seems to be physical, and the mind, which as related to the brain seems to be kind of physical, and the consciousness, which doesn't seem to be physical at all. Uh, and really, the the basic mistake that we want to try to learn to eliminate from our thinking is that the that there are two different kinds of things here. Because that is only apparent. So, and, and we started out, I was just trying to illustrate that to see, you can see how easy it is to conclude that the mind and consciousness both are just, they, they are ultimately physical because they're just something that the brain does. Or you can go the other direction and say that uh, uh, the brain is just something that the mind imagines and the mind is just something that resides somehow within consciousness. And once again, they're not two different things, they're the same thing. And it is very interesting that from the point of view of, of the Buddhist teaching, from the point of view of Western philosophy, and from the point of view of science, when you imagine that there are two different kinds of stuff, there are so many problems and paradoxes and difficulties that, that, that they would fill a book with books. But when you're willing to let go of that idea and accept that there's only one kind of stuff, all of those disappear. And now you can proceed to start understanding the things that were never going to be intelligible from the point of view that there's two kinds of stuff. So one way or another, come around to seeing as clearly as you can that there's only one kind of stuff, and then you'll be able to start making more sense of things. But behind all of this, too, is for those who say there's only one kind of stuff and it's matter, um, they're ignoring a huge part of the evidence that is before their eyes constantly and, and always. They're, they're ignoring the reality of the situation that they are. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, if you're going to be a scientist, function as a scientist, uh, you need to do that. You need to pretend that consciousness, mind, and all of these other things can somehow be extracted from and separated from material reality so that you can study it in various ways. You know, 
But that is just that is just an advice. That's not the reality. And if you want to know about the true nature of reality, then you have to come back to to the genuine experience. And the genuine experience actually carries you the other way. It says that the materiality is just a construct. And let's try to get to the root of whatever it is that's making this construct where it comes from. So, so they're just labels. So, yes. They're just, they're labels in the sense of words, and words are uh, a really convenient way of dealing with concepts. So they're, they're just concepts to which we attach words as symbols so that we can manipulate those concepts much more easily and quickly. <laughs> Yes. Materiality. There is a, a part of the non-dual reality, the ultimate reality, is a cause for the sensations and experiences that arise. But the appearances that the mind generates to account for those are their fictions, convenient fictions, useful fictions, but fictions nevertheless. And of course, just say once more, and the importance of this isn't in terms of ideas and philosophies and metaphysics. The importance of this is in terms of how we experience being a human being with this kind of a mind. And it either can be a wonderful, joyous adventure, or it can be an uh, up and down roller coaster ride with a lot of problems and suffering. So. Well, Thank you.